you came across this nonpareil uh, institute. Can you tell us about what they're doing at nonpareil and why it's so special? Well, as I said in the last segment, I, I didn't really find a whole lot of positive stories, and uh, I was posting on forums and message boards and things like that. And um, a person that I interviewed actually kind of led me to them, and what they do, according to you know the website that I found, was they train and employ adults that are on the spectrum uh, to develop and design video games and apps. Mm -hmm. So, so they come up with the ideas, they code them, they they do everything, the art, the 3D modeling, the whole bit. So I saw that and I was like, wow, that's, that sounds really cool and that sounds like something a mainstream audience would be uh, interested in. I mean, everybody has an iPhone, an iPad, you know, they're all, everybody's familiar with an app and a game. So um, I decided I'd call them and find out what exactly they were doing and it was actually more impressive than even what the website, once I went, went down there, um, it's the creation of uh, a man named Dan Selleck, who's a uh, software developer. It comes from a background in technology. He's also a former professional race car driver, which is interesting. Um, he has a son that's on the spectrum, and he decided that he was going to take it upon himself to come up with a solution for him, and maybe that solution would help other people as well. So he created the Nonpareil Institute. So by the time he did that in his kitchen, he had a handful of students and they started in the kitchen. Necessity and is the mother of invention, correct? Absolutely, Jack? absolutely. So there was no, you know, he didn't do this with a bunch of funding from any sort of big corporations or grants or anything. He just did this, you know, in his kitchen with a few computers and, and, and you know, use what he knew as a father and as a software developer to kind of see if this would work. It was kind of a test. And one student became eight students, eight students became 30, 30 became 50. Uh, by the time I showed up, um, when I went down there and started shooting, they had around 45 to 50 crew members. And I call them crew members because they start out sort of as a student, but this is not a school. They'll tell you it's not a school, there's no grades or anything like that, it's a training program. And so they start training them uh, to learn how to develop additional levels to games that a lot of these guys already play at home, mm -hmm. which is very, very fast. I mean, you should see the look on these guys' faces when they say, okay, you love playing this game? Well, we're going to train, train you to develop a new level for that game. It's very exciting. And so a lot of these guys get really into that aspect of it. Once they do that, uh, the next step is they usually become part-time employees, and then they train other new crew members that come into the program. Uh, as they work their way up, some the eventual goal and the eventual uh, path uh, that they hope for all of them is that they become full-time employees. Now, that doesn't mean they're all employed full-time yet, but that's the goal they're pushing for. But they do have full-time employees that are on staff that have started from the bottom and you know have worked their way up to the top. And those those guys are doing high-level coding mm -hmm. and actually have apps in the App Store and the Google Play stores that you can buy today so it's fantastic so encouraging um and maybe we could use uh your connections with dan salick to get him on the show sometime in the future absolutely okay, yeah, great. you know he so might be interested. sounds like a fascinating man uh i just love these stories of 
uh, parents that take it into their own hands. And um, he sounds a lot like the Danish entrepreneur. Are, are you familiar with Torkel Sine? Yes, I am. Yes, mm -hmm. and Special Eastern, who is out of mm -hmm. Denmark, who did, has done a very similar thing. Um, now, um, I want to hear about some of the people featured in the film that you zeroed in on. Can you tell us about a few of them? Uh, one of them, uh, his name is Aaron. He uh, actually, his app is actually, you know, developed in the film and then actually gets, uh, you know, released as, the, as we shot the film. Um, he was a recent high school graduate who basically didn't have any programming experience whatsoever. He'll tell you, you know, the only real computer knowledge he had was opening up a Word document or, you know, typing an email. He wasn't a programmer by any stretch of, you know, the imagination. Uh, he did, had no idea what he wanted to do in his life, and he would basically, you know, kind of just play games. And he thought maybe, maybe he could maybe work at a GameStop, you know, and that might be something that would fit his skill set. Mm -hmm. um, he ended up learning multiple languages, coding languages, uh, developed his own game from his own idea, got it into the App Store, and, you know, you can play that game at Chili's restaurants on a table kiosk. Uh, you can download it on um, multiple platforms. Um, and here was somebody that, you know, you know, if you asked him before he entered the program, he probably would never dream he could have uh, done anything like that because of the challenges he did have. Mm -hmm. And uh, he, he felt comfortable, you know, at Nonpareil because that's kind of the model that they're working with is a comfortable envir environment where, you know, everyone's treated as equals. You're not trying to fit them into, and you know, a situation or a, or a workplace that doesn't, you know, fit their needs. Uh, and it lets them thrive. So that's kind of what Dan has tried to implement down there. And, it, you know, it, it seems very, you know, very effective for the group. 